So, hi everybody. Hope everyone's doing well this morning, afternoon, evening, whenever you're listening. Um, it's Oyen here. And Laoli. And you are welcome to the Woke Up Podcast. <laughs> hi everybody. So, as you know, um, we started off the Black Disruptor series. Um, you know, we've had amazing guests so far. So we've had Daniela and you've heard us introduce what the series is about so today we have an amazing special guest with us and we've got lulu pierre lulu is the founder of boho locks i'm not going to talk too much because she's doing amazing things with her business and i would just like for her to introduce herself so hi lulu hi how are you good thank you good 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 so will you just introduce yourself to our listeners okay hi everybody listening so i'm lulu pierre um, and I'm the founder of Boho Locks. And Boho Locks, we're like the premium brand for crochet lock extensions. We um, started from my home. Um, we now have a warehouse in the States. We're hoping to open another one in the UK this year um, with further expansion coming in 2021. Um, and yeah, we just, I literally just added to my team. So today we're literally inducting a brand new staff member, which is always exciting. Um, so yeah, things are just growing and growing and growing, growing really rapidly, but it's all good. That's amazing. So I feel like Boho Locks has always been one of those brands that I think is just changing the game. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my favorite locks that you guys brought up is, is the thin, is it the Queen Locks, the thin one. Um, oh, no, the thin ones were Empress. Empress, Empress. sorry. Yeah. So, okay. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, the Empress Locks. Um, and I think you guys are just doing amazing things. So do you just want to, um, you know, tell us some, like, tell us your journey, how you got here. Did you yeah. expect that you were going to grow so big? Uh-huh. And how have you managed that growth? Okay, so the journey here was from initially starting work from home as a stylist, essentially. So I used mm-hmm. to do dreadlock extensions on people and um, post them on Instagram. I mean, I was completely new to social media. That was my first social media account when I opened Boho Locks. Um, mm-hmm. Some people struggle to believe that, but I just wasn't social <laughs> at all. And um, I suppose it was, it was popular. I had a distinctive style, which I think is key. Um, if we talk about brand building and stuff later, we might go back to that. But it was a very unique and distinctive way of doing the locks that caught attention and people all over the world wanted me to come and do their hair, which wasn't viable. So that led me down the road of thinking of a potential derivative. What can I do to serve people who maybe live overseas, who want this look? What can I do? So I initially sort of like started to think about crochet locks, and, but then I thought, well, you know, maybe I can just offer them as a service. I can go down to my local beauty supply store. I can pick some up, I can do it on customers, but I just didn't get the authenticity I was looking for in the locks in the hair shops at all. They mm-hmm. were at that time, very shiny, very springy, no nice texture, just, it was just wrong. It didn't look natural and I wouldn't have felt comfortable in it. So I thought, well, there's loads of people like me who are just not gonna feel mm-hmm. comfortable in this. Um, that is what led me down the path of um, developing my own product because I thought, well, it's not there. I can either, mm. I, well, there's two things I can do. I can either say, oh, it's not there. Let me go back to what I was doing. Or I can say, oh, it's not there. Let me try and create it. And that's the road that I went down. Um, and initially, I will say that when I started the business, I had absolutely no money. Like people are always just like, oh, you need money to start a business. You really don't. You just need an idea. I had not a penny, but what I did was I used to utilize pre-sales, which is where Mm. you kind of get a 
a specimen in, you do some social content, you build some excitement, you generate your own leads, which is for my case was email. And then you market directly to those people and then they buy and thus the, um, and then you order the hair because you've got the money and then um, on it and on and on and on it goes. And we did that for some time, maybe about a year. Um, and every sale was just getting bigger than the last, bigger than the last, bigger than the last. And um, that's when I transitioned into um, going, meeting with manufacturing um, firms, figuring out who I wanted to work with and um, developing from there. Awesome. That's amazing. So, you know, when you did the, the pre-sales, mm-hmm. um, I think one of the things as well, it's like knowing when to stop. What, what was the lead time that you gave yeah. to those people? Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I think for me, it was important that I would like under promise and over deliver. deliver. Mm-hmm. So I would always just, even if my manufacturer said, I'm going to ship it on the first, I would say, guys, we're going to be shipping these out after the 15th. So I could give myself set low expectations and then give deliver over deliver. So yeah. I always just say it was longer. I'd add on about two to three weeks from whatever time they told me. And that also allowed for those instances when you did get delays. Um, so mm-hmm. you didn't actually, I never let people down. I always ship the product when I said I would. Mm-hmm. Okay. Amazing. That's amazing. Um, what did your life look like three to five years ago? Three to five years ago, I'm trying to think. Let's see. I'd written a book. I've, I actually have a number wow. of selling book, yes. So I think I was in author mode three years ago. Um, I'd written a book. It's called Natural Hair Care for Girls. And I was just starting to learn about digital marketing, lead generation, this kind of thing. Because I had yeah. an online course that I did alongside the book. So I think three to five years ago, I was um, just learning. I was just honing my skills when it comes to digital marketing, leads, acquisitions, that kind of thing. I was just familiarizing myself with it, along with copywriting, which is obviously mm-hmm. a skill for email. So I was just doing, I did loads of courses. I did Udemy courses. I did webinar courses. I did whatever it took. I did loads and loads of courses just to try and get like a base of course skills together. Um, but yeah, I was very broke, but that was <laughs> that was where I was at three to five years ago. I mean, we've, we've all been there as entrepreneurs. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, we have. Oh, good. So what were the things that you did that have dramatically changed your life outcomes? So that could be habits, practices, beliefs, uh-huh. okay. all those things that you could narrow down and say, yeah, these things have actually changed yeah. the trajectory of my life. Okay. Well, I think one of the things that I did was I stopped watching TV about three to five years ago, probably. Um, I do still sometimes watch it. It's not like I'm a don't watch but my life isn't dead um dictated by the tv like i can go months month or two without watching anything and i think that for me that massively changed my life because it just gave me so much more time so then i was reading more i was doing more webinars i was investing more in myself so i think switching off outside distractions and just really not concerning myself with whatever, keeping up with whoever. I, I'm just not interested in anybody else's life. I'm just about my own life. Um, and so I think that was one thing. I think I'm a Christian, so like, yay, <laughs> yeah, like reading um, the book of uh, Proverbs. There was some. There's a verse that I don't know the net, the number of it. I'm really sorry, and I probably will really misquote it, but it's about. Um, being productive so it's 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 talking about the ant who 
is productive, who makes provisions in the summer for the winter and just wise. So I think things like that, um, tapping into that kind of stuff really shifted my mindset from one, to just to take full responsibility of my life. Like I'm not gonna get old and die and be like, oh, I wish I'd have done that. I, I could have made something of myself, you know? It's just like, well, I'm young now. Let me just yeah. try, <laughs> you know? So, um, and I think obviously just just making, having the determination to have a positive mindset. So mm. never, never saying can't and always saying, okay, that's interesting. That's challenging yeah. actually. How can I do that? I wonder. And just letting my mind explore how I could achieve things. I think those three things for me are just critical really really big parts of my character amazing i think when i think about you um i think about someone who's like so focused mm. um like what like, we're not here to compare but you know i think about other people in the space and i just see lulu as someone that's really focused really determined um but yet is achieving a lot of goals almost silently and that's why i really really um i really really value everything that you stand for mm -hmm. and um and you do as well thank you no worries, no worries. So do you see yourself successful? And if so, why? Or if not, why? Um, yeah, okay, so this is a very interesting question. Because I do think as an entrepreneur, you have to be able to define success. Otherwise, it just becomes this goal that you're just reaching out towards. And it's just like, wait, you've got 100 million in the bank. What, are you not successful now? Like, what, 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 what? what? So I would say that I see myself, I do see myself uh, successful because um, I've built something for myself um, I'm, and I, I'm, I'm content. I'm content where I am now, although I'm not at my final destination, if that makes sense. So I have strive, I'm striving and I have lots of ambitions. I definitely want to grow Boho Locks into a $100 million company. We're currently about maybe, I think our value maybe is about $8 million now. So 90 something to go. Um, but I think that success is, is, is the, in the small wins and being content where you are. But still mm -hmm. having in you that striving to go forward. Mm -hmm. So, yes, I'm able to do everything that I want to do, buy a house, send my daughter to private school, everything that I want to do, I'm able to do. So I'm happy and content. And I think I'll be more successful. But I do have in my mind something that's just like, okay, that that is successful. Is when you get to that point, then you don't. There's no, then you move on to other things. You don't have to keep striving, kind of thing. Yeah. You know. You know, when you were building Boho Locks, did you just bootstrap it all throughout or did you, um, did you get investment? And yep. at what point did you think it was right if you did get investment? So no, Boho Locks has not taken on any external investment. So basically what I did for year one, I, oh mate, I just, just, I just didn't take out any money from the business if you want to know. I just reinvested everything back. I just had such a minimal salary. I mean, it was, it was making a lot of money and I was just not, I had this old car, it had no heating and one of my friends was like, you really need to sort this out and I was like, yeah, I know, I do, <laughs> kind of thing. Um, so I think we just reinvested the whole way. Um, I think investment is something that I would very be very interested in when I have that project that I want to execute on. When I have my $100 million idea 
and I need funding, then I'll get funding. Mm. Up until then, it's not necessary. We're highly mm. profitable. We have really positive cash flow. We're able to operate on all the initiatives that we want to now, but I think it will be a case when we have that bigger initiative, um, that will be when finance or funding comes into it. So I, th I think it's so interesting that you just said that, you know, um, you built this company to a 10, is it, is it 8 million? It's 8 million pound company now. Mm -hmm. um, and you didn't get investment. A lot of times, a lot of black businesses or black, black female founders think that they need to actually go in and get investment because we're so about, we're no, so about getting the money. No, the I, I don't agree with that. The only yeah. thing you need, this is what I would tell my daughter, the only thing you need to worry yourself about when you first have a business is do you understand how to make a profit? Do you understand mm. that? Um, can you do that? Can you do that consistently? Can you scale your business and maintain that? Can you do that? If you can do that, take on funding and go run with it. But I think you need, there's things you need to prove to yourself so that when yeah. you move into a different world um, of finance and da -da -da, you can say, do you know what? I grew this company to XYZ revenue. I did that. I know what I'm doing. I understand margins. I understand yeah. customer lifetime value. I understand my multiples. I understand everything. Obviously not to the depth of somebody who works in finance. Okay, fine. But I have a good grasp on it. So I think that the most important thing for any entrepreneur, forget getting money, forget. So many of these businesses who are funded are just not making profit at all. And it's just a lot of pressure on your shoulders. Now you've got all this money and you're not making a profit and you've got investors asking you for profit. You're not making a profit. And do you even know how to make a profit? You might not have mm. made a profit before in your life. So mm. I think the most important thing is to prove to yourself that you know that you've got what it takes. That's just my approach. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I, I think to be honest, it is the best, best approach because um, what I heard something once um, on the, um, secret leaders podcast and the one of them was saying that actually they they had taken vc money in the past in all of their two ventures and actually they want to be able to start a new venture without you know by bootstrapping it yeah. without taking any vc money just because it's for vcs it's all about growth um not necessarily about not necessarily about profit or exactly your exactly exactly yeah. sorry just to circle back i totally yeah. agree with that i think that vcs really are concerned with okay there's two ways to be successful in business i've kind of figured yeah. it out one mm. way is to actually be successful and build a profitable business the other way is to just build a high value company which is related to how much funding you take on i mean mm. it, which what is success to you is it is is it building a massive like, oh, my company's worth a billion, but you're making a loss. Or mm. is it like my company's worth a hundred million and you're making really a lot of profit? Um, yeah. So I think that, you know, it kind of, it, it, it kind of depends on, on what your goals are. So, um, yeah, we were just talking about obviously VC funding and then you spoke about the two different types of ways to... Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. So there's success, like profitable success and company valuation success. Mm -hmm. I think mm -hmm. valuation success is fine. I might, I might try it out on, an, on another business and just to see what that looks like one day. Mm -hmm. but I think mm -hmm. where, where I'm at and where a lot of people are at here, we need, we need profits. We need to be able mm -hmm. to take money out to pay our mortgages, to be able to educate our children. So mm -hmm. I think that profit should, I believe profit, profitability. I'm old school. Yeah. <laughs> I think profitability yeah. should come first. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. It's good to have that, you know, insight. Um, did you ever see yourself as an entrepreneur 
from like from the onset so if you were to go back to the age of 18 did you ever think oh lulu's going to become this entrepreneur who's you know basically selling hair yeah, extensions yeah 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 i think i always I think I always knew I was going to be an entrepreneur. Um, lots of my family are self-employed. My dad's self-employed. So it was never, it wasn't, my dad had staff, his own business. So it wasn't ever something that was like, this is a mad, this is a crazy, what are you doing? So mm -hmm. I think I always had quite a free mind in that. And um, the kinds of books my dad would buy me when I was growing up were all about entrepreneurship. And he was always just like, you know what? He's a bit cockney. He's like, you know what in life, if you, you know, if you want, you've just got to own your own business. That's the way you've got to do that. You've got to set up your own business, pay yourself. Da, da, da. And so I started my first business when I was 22. And I've never worked for anybody since then. Amazing. That was a while ago. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. So um, what is your advice for women who may be confused about the path that they should go on? Yeah, I think never procrastinate for too long. I think you can sit and you can procrastinate and you can talk about the whys and the why not. I think sometimes you just have to test things and see. And that's my yeah. approach in business as well. It's just like, we can sit here and we can deliberate all day about whether we're going to have the advert with a blue background or a purple background, which is going to help conversion. We don't know. Let's just test both. So I think that, I think, I think sometimes people can use being unsure as a little bit of an excuse to not take mm. it. So I just think you have to lay it aside. I think you have to look, if you want to be successful, you have to look at people who are successful. They take action. They don't yeah. deliberate all day long about whether I should turn left or turn right. You just turn left, try it out. It doesn't work. Mm. And you turn right and you try that mm. out. Um, mm. You can always do like rapid fire testing that doesn't cost a lot of money. I wouldn't say like put your life savings into, to, 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 I understand that kind of thing, but you don't have to spend money to really just quickly get a test done on your business to see if it's a viable idea yeah yeah amazing you sound like someone who feels who has a, a, a great sense of clarity of where they where they come from or where they're going have you ever have you always had that sense of clarity about your journey or 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 if not what, what has actually gotten you to this point okay that's that's a good question i think um no um, you mm -hmm. asked me a while back about three to five years ago, I was an author. And in that time, mm. in that time, I was very confused. I had no real clue what I'd written a book. It was, it was a bestseller. I wasn't making any money. I was, I'd made a course. It wasn't selling. I didn't really know what I was doing. I was very confused. Um, and I was really worried, actually. I was actually on the brink of bankruptcy. It was bad because I'd taken out a loan from a prior business. Okay, business owners we can talk about. Um, from a previous okay. business that I'd had. And, um, and now I wasn't making any money and these payments were coming up. I phoned the bank and I was like, bank, I can't. And they were just so unsympathetic. They were like, well, you need to declare bankruptcy or a VDA. And I was just like, oh my gosh, no, almost. And I, well, it all, it comes back to my faith. I was praying and, mm. um, and I was just in my bedroom and God, this is, this might sound strange to anybody who's not Christian, but if you're a Christian, it won't sound strange. God just said to me, like, you know, draw a line down the middle of your bed cross over to the other side, you'll never have poverty again, Louise. You Come on! Sorry, I had to... Wow. No, but that's what happened. Like, literally, so like, okay, Lord, drew the line. <laughs> broke as I was, I knew that I would never be broke again. And that is when ideas started to pop into the mind. Like, pop, 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 pop. And I was like, right, I'm going to take action here. I'm not going to... I've got to. I've got to take action, you know? Mm, mm. I love it. You know, for me, I think this, I mean, we're Christians, 
Um, I think business is incredibly spiritual. Um, you know, it has to start from that point of knowing and mm -hmm. that that deep conviction. Um, you know, of of what you're called to do, what your calling is. Because mm. actually, if you didn't have that moment, um, that was was definitely God, God, you know, inspired and God, God, God spoken. Mm. I don't think you would be where you are right now. So, um, so. yeah, that's fair. You know, so in our in our last podcast, actually, with, the, with our last guest, we 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 came to this conclusion that actually it's your faith that gives you that sense of clarity it does so, also yeah. i think i i also think very importantly is that your faith kind of speaks newness and truth over you about who you actually mm. are because i mm -hmm. think in the world you can think oh i wasn't educated well oh i don't have any money oh i live in a council flat oh i've got a child oh my gosh what am i gonna do i'm this i'm that and all these labels can kind of hold you back really from mm. doing any inner desire but i think when you have faith and god says well you're my child you're this you're that it just changed the world just changes and you realize that wait a minute wait a minute this is possible kind of thing yeah how, how amazing wow this is amazing um, you guys i am still here i'm just absolutely <laughs> captivated by this conversation <laughs> um but yeah this is such an amazing and timely um, conversation that we're having that you guys also get to listen in on um, and I think for me understanding and having that clarity it's kind of the success comes when clarity aligns with um, the why and they begin to work together and you see that it's easier to do when you have those two come together and the faith to actually know that this is going to work and even if it doesn't work out how i envisioned it it's still going to work out yes. for the good right yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. final question which is it it might be a difficult one it might not but we just wanted to know um one thing that you love about yourself or one thing that you feel is incredibly distinct about yourself mm distinct or love um i'm just a, i'm a solution oriented person i think that makes me quite distinct i never like if there's an issue i will never be like ah oh, okay oh we can't do that then oh okay forget that then i'm just not like that i'm just like no wait 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 chill 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 let's just figure this out and i i really try to be more solution oriented and solution focused I don't really look at problems as problems I just look at them as challenges and then it, it's mm. easier when you do that because then you just break it down and be like okay so this is a challenge okay fine what do I have to do to achieve this first thing second thing third thing and it's um it allows you to just take action and also I'm an action taker and I think mm. one thing that sets me apart from everybody else is that I can work incredibly hard and incredibly focused for incredibly long periods of time um which is what i did when i first started bohelox because i was the only person working in the business for at least a year now we have seven or eight people um and i did everything i worked every hour god sent saturday sunday monday Tuesday, whatever all hours i was up there till 2 a.m 3 a.m every night so i think i've got when when required of me but for, for that to come out of me now 
has to be extreme pressure. But maybe that's mm. why at the time it was just extreme pressure. I just had to do it. But um, mm. I've got that ability. I can do that. I can outwork anybody. I can really work hard when I need to. So interesting. And I think, you know, with different entrepreneurs, they're like every every entrepreneur has their own the own thing that sets them apart. Mm. And I, I think for me, one of the common denominators of the most successful entrepreneurs I've come across are the determination um, that they have the drive they have um, and actually however that you know however they they um, execute that drive mm-hmm. um it doesn't matter as long as they have drive and so for anyone listening um if you want to um, if you want to embark on this entrepreneurship journey which is not that glamorous you know let's just say um, and it's not it's not you know what people think it is you will be broke in fact i allow you have been broke like broke. <laughs> you know lulia has just spoken to us about how you know, she wasn't making any money at some point, but now she's making her business is worth eight million pounds. Um, but it takes a level of determination, focus, clarity, identity. I always talk about this thing about identity, knowing who you are and knowing what you stand for. What is exactly that you want to do on this earth? And that's why I think you can't do business without faith. I may be biased, but I don't think you can decide, you know what, this is what I want to achieve. Mm. Oh, this is what I'm called on this earth for without having a level of um, faith. Um, mm. So, yeah, amazing. It's really been great to have you on here, um, Lulu. Um, thank you so much for accepting our invitation to, to be on this podcast. Um, we, um, so do you have any last words, last advice, last piece of advice for our audience? Yeah, well, if there's anybody looking who, listening sorry, who is interested in starting a business, maybe sitting on the fence, I think really, you know, life is just quite short and I just think it's really just, just, just do something. You, I mean, you either, you either succeed or you'll learn something. And if you learn mm. something then you can put that towards learning something else. It's a, it is a journey. Even, I mean, I'm still learning my business is small and it's mm. big, you know, you're still, it's a constant journey, journey of learning, but yeah. you know, just, just do it basically. <laughs> Amazing. So do you just want to, Plug your socials and other things. You can check us out at www.boholocks.com. That's B O H O L O C S.com. Our warehousing is in America, but we ship worldwide and we do hope to have UK shipping set up later this year. Also, our socials are at Boholocks. And yeah, we would just, if you have any questions about Boholocks or anything like that, then just feel free to email us and we're always responsive. It's info at boholocks.com. Amazing. Thank you so much, Lulu. Thank you so much for coming on. Oh, that's all right. Thanks for having me. So, Lauli, what's the work 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 for this week? (laughs) Work work for this week is to discover your USP. But more than that, I think it is you listen. I don't know if you were taking notes, but you should have been taking notes because I definitely was taking notes. Um, um, Take those notes and establish four action points from those notes because we don't want these podcasts to be head knowledge you know this is another great thing that really inspired you but you didn't do anything with it so your work work is make four action points out of this episode's podcast and if you're working on those four action points at any point make sure you hashtag us at workup podcast or at us at neo enterprise and let us know what action points you're taking 